This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. One of the things I know you like to talk about is increased productivity and working smart. What does that mean to you and how does that uh, play into what you do and, and what your organization does? Working smart is really focusing on the tasks that are high value. To be able to make the smart decision of working on those specific tasks that are going to help you reach your goals faster, those are the types of activities that you really want to focus on. Having sales presentations, having those appointments with people who are interested in their products or services, the more that they can get in front of those people, the more likely it is that they're able to, you know, close more sales and get more business and just continue scaling. So instead of focusing on all of this busy work, it's really focusing on the right work. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day? Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Valeria Innocencio. You are a highly driven young entrepreneur which we will discuss in depth today. Valeria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Roger, for having me. It's uh, great being here. It's an honor to have you, and you are in a uh, business and a space that I think is big time up and coming. And mm -hmm. I know just for myself and my own experience, there's a lot I still need to learn about virtual assistants. And I know it's something that people always want to 
know more about it and what it, you know, what it entails. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. But let's start out. If you let, let's talk about your your path here. I know before you started your own business, you were uh, you took a job in corporate America, correct? And um, after some time, you learned that it just wasn't the right place for you. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I think it's an interesting story. So I actually first started my career in a startup. So I was working directly. <clears throat> with a CEO of a startup out in San Francisco. And so I was helping him do lots of different types of tasks. My goal though was primarily to, you know, get something corporate. So I was there, you know, kind of experiencing always in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, corporate is for me. And so uh, when the opportunity came up, you know, I took it. So I went corporate and I was there several years. But I do think that I call what they say is called uh, the entrepreneurial bug. It was just there in my brain behind. And um, after several years, you know, my corporate job, they offered me a promotion and I really didn't feel like it was the best fit for me personally. And, and so I wanted to go out and explore different types of things. And I thought, you know, I can start my own business. And so, I, after leaving my corporate job, I actually started a marketing agency. And from there, you know, I realized it wasn't as easy to do everything on my own. So I was driving myself a little bit crazy because I was focusing on the business development. You know, I was doing the customer service. I was fulfilling the marketing. And so I just, I couldn't do it all. And so at that point, I started to look for a virtual assistant or a personal assistant, someone that could help me for some of these on off projects. So I didn't need someone that was there all the time. So hiring an employee wasn't really something that I was looking for. Um, so, you know, I finally found a personal assistant and, you know, we worked on several projects and whatnot, but out of nowhere, the virtual assistant just kind of went MIA. So I was left there just thinking, you know, I really need uh, somebody else. And through my search, you know, I had a lot of difficulties finding a qualified virtual assistant that could help me do all of these different types of projects. And that's really where virtual assistants now, the company that I have now was founded because of a need that I saw, you know, there was um, certain requirements that I had, I needed someone that was US based, I needed someone that had call experience, and that spoke good English so that they could help set up appointments for myself and then talk to my clients. And it just, um, you know, the options that were out there were not very entrepreneurial friendly. They really had like big bundle requirements. And it wasn't really suited for what I needed. Some of them required like you need 40 hours and you know, that wasn't what I was looking for. I, I, I needed someone more on off and it was very time consuming. And I just thought, you know, there must be a different way to get help so that I can scale my business in a way that I'm not committed to, you know, all of these hours and, and something that's affordable and flexible. So that's how I got to where I am now. Incredible. It's just uh, incredible. And I love when uh, new businesses are formed from our pain points, right? So you were experiencing pain yourself. You were trying to figure this out. 
And it got to a point where you didn't only figure it out, but you developed a business to help others from it. So that's right. just incredible. And so I, if we can, let's, let's jump into it a little bit deeper. Um, again, for my, I would love to know just from my own knowledge, but for others that are listening, so they could have a good understanding of, okay, maybe this could work for me. So if I am looking for an assistant, so say right now I need someone for, call it just uh, to start out five hours a week, you know, something really small. How would, it, how would something like that work? Where do you start? How do you help me as your client find the right person, the right fit, and how does it all happen? Right. So it's quite easy. We made it really easy to do. Uh, really, there's two ways that we work with clients. Some clients, you know, they just want a virtual assistant. Um, they don't really want to talk to somebody. So the easiest way for clients that, you know, just kind of want to get on with something and get a virtual assistant is to go onto our website, um, book, you know, the number of hours that you need of a virtual assistant. So in your case, in your example, you said five. So you would just go in there select five hours, describe the skills and the tasks uh, that you would want your virtual assistant to do. And then from there, just, uh, you know, add it to the cart, purchase it. And then within 24 hours, based on the skills that you need your virtual assistant to have and how many hours you require, we would find a good person. And within 24 hours, you would have this personal assistant, you know, ready to do the tasks for you. So that's so how, the first. Okay, great. And how do the rates compare, say, to uh, virtual assistants that are contacting people directly, um, you know, through LinkedIn and, and other, you know, means? Um, I'm just, you know, kind of familiar with that where I get a lot of in-mail from people saying, hey, I could help you out, you know. How do the rates compare and how does the level of service compare? Right. So I know that there's actually quite a big range of, you know, the, the rates. So it also depends on whether you they are U.S. based or not U.S. based. So not U.S. based, you know, obviously it's a lot cheaper. They're in different countries, um, but we don't focus on that market right now specifically. Um, for virtual assistants that are U.S. based, you know, we have seen anywhere from 20 to 45 dollars an hour and so for us you know we're at the 25 dollar rate per hour which is really competitive compared to some of those other companies that are out there that you know really focus on virtual assistant services as well yeah no from everything i've uh, researched and actually talked to people for us folks it was higher than 40 you know 40 dollars is kind of the low point that I saw. So that's, that's wonderful. Are you able to offer uh, what you feel is a high level of service at that rate? Because that would just, you know, putting my business hat on, that might be one concern I have is, okay, what caliber of person am I actually going to get? And will I receive the level of service that I need from your organization? Absolutely, 100%. So quality is so important to us. Um, and the way that we really manage the quality of the work that is done. So all of our clients, what we do is we invite them to our specific dashboard. So we have a, a dashboard where they can literally manage all of the progress of the tasks. So they know where their tasks are. 
So if they have been started, how long each task took the virtual assistant to do? So they, if they're, it's very transparent. They basically get information every step along the way and they can communicate with their virtual assistant within this specific platform. So there's one place where you can attach the documents where you can talk about a specific client. Like let's say that you had you know, a list of 50 leads you attach the list of 50 leads and you just add a task that said, please call these leads by due date. And you can also set your different types of priority levels. So it's, is this urgent or is it you know, low priority? So it's very organized on that side to provide quality and know that the work is being done right. In regards to the virtual assistants, all of them are US-based. All of the virtual assistants speak good English. Um, all of the virtual assistants that we have, you know, have college experience. So, you know, they are virtual assistants that have experience and they're professionals and we run background checks on every single person and we vet them really well. So in regards to quality, you definitely are getting quality. That's wonderful. Um, from a standpoint of scalability for mm -hmm. your company, do you feel that you're able to scale as your business grows to be able to continue to get um, the level of um, experience uh, with the folks that you have today. Do you think that is scalable? Because it sounds like an incredible business in and of itself, but more so I'm thinking of, you know, what if I'm a client and I'm, I'm a large company and I, I start out small, but then I grow, you know, it grows into something much larger. Have you had any experience with that as of yet? Um, with the growth of your organization? So not as of yet, mostly we focus with smaller to mid-sized companies. Once they get to the larger size, then we're, I wouldn't say that they're as much of our market um, because they're, you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot more demand, a lot more hours. Um, so I don't think that's as good of a fit. We're more focused on the small to mid-sized folks uh, and companies, you know, that are looking to scale. Once you're large, you basically are, you know, you're scaled and you have a lot more resources to, to get salaried people to do more of that full package and you have a much bigger budget to deal with that. Well, that's smart on your part that you're staying within your, your niche, which uh, is really great to hear again from putting my business hat on. That's wonderful. So one of the things I know you like to talk about is increased productivity and working smart. What does that mean to you and how does that uh, play into what you do and, and what your organization does. Yeah, absolutely. So working smart is really focusing on the tasks that are high value. So there's throughout the day, you know, there's lots of different tasks that you can do. Work never ends, right? But to be able to make the smart decision of working on those specific tasks that really make a difference, the ones that are going to help you reach your goals faster, those are the types of activities that you really want to focus on and that are going to make a big difference at the end of the day. Like let's say if you're just, you know, managing your email, you know, organizing your email, like is that really going to help you reach your goals faster? Uh, you know, the, that's one of the things that we really want to help our clients to focus on those high value activities, whatever those high value activities may be. So for many clients, it's, you know, having sales presentations, having those appointments with people who are interested in their products or services, the more that they can get in front of those people, 
the more likely it is that they're able to, you know, close more sales and get more business and just continue scaling. So instead of focusing on all of this busy work, it's really focusing on the right work. And just, I guess, from a point of discussion, who would focus on that busy work? You know, if I still need to have, you know, the, the inbox cleaned up, you know, and, and things like that, how do you, what do you recommend there, how people still get that work done, but not necessarily focus on it? Right. Well, delegating it. That's the best way, you know, having a virtual assistant, a personal assistant who can help you manage all of these different types of tasks that can, you know, free up time. So would you rather spend an hour, you know, managing your email or would you rather have your virtual assistant managing your email and you setting that time to speak to, you know, a prospect or a client and closing a bigger deal? There's a big difference. One of them likely isn't going to bring you more business and the other one has a a much upper upper side you know potential no and i'm so glad you said that because that's what i was thinking you were going to say and i didn't want to like lob you a softball to say that but um you know sometimes we don't think like that as uh, the world is changing rapidly and as technology is um you know uh, helping us in many ways it could also be something that uh, pulls us back if we don't have the right processes in place. So the fact that you said to delegate, um, you know, it was music to my ears. Um, do you find that some people have a hard time, even if you told them that, so say you're in a conversation and you identify two or three items that your service could help with one being cleaning up email. Um, do you find it that some people have a hard time, even allowing that to happen because email is so, you know, personal and they may have a hard time setting the ground rules about, you know, what you do with certain things or is, am I overcomplicating it? There definitely are people who have a much harder time delegating. And sometimes it's a problem of, you know, they don't know what to delegate or how to delegate. So it's, it's, um, there's a lot of, we tend to try to want to do everything and kind of control everything. Um, But really, I think that putting your main goal into mind, like, is it, would you rather just want to do everything and not scale your business? Or would you rather, you know, delegate some of the work and, and reach your goal faster? I think it's about decisions, you know, and also I think it's important to have a guide and have help to show you how to delegate these things. Because sometimes, you know, as easy as it might sound, oh, I'll just have someone else take care of my email. It's not as simple as that. There really is a strategy to delegate. Uh, Because if you don't know how to delegate the work out to somebody, then they might not be as efficient, right? So you wanna make sure that when you delegate something that you have a really good way of dealing with these, like, for example, the email, you know, you have to know exactly what you want. What, what is it? What's the outcome, right? So do you want to just focus on emails that um, deal with clients? Do you want to, you know, look at your spam? Like, what is it that you want to do? Where do you want to focus your time, right? And how involved do you get with the strategy 
itself like that. So um, first going in and, and I could only imagine how these conversations start. You're trying to, people are probably trying to identify where they need help. So one might be social media, mm-hmm. another might be email. I'm just trying to think of busy work that we do on this end. Um, you know, another thing may be, um, you know, maybe for us would be, you know, how do we translate these podcasts into text that we could, you know, mm-hmm. put out. So whatever it may be. So how involved do you get on the strategy side to help people identify where they may even need help? Right. So we did create what's called our ultimate delegation guide. And this really walks you know our clients through what exactly it is that they can delegate and how to be more productive about it so there's so many different types of tasks but we really do give a breakdown of you know what it is that you can go through and delegate so instead of having to think about um you know do i have any phone calls that i need to delegate like instead of spending all of that time we just created literally a big list where it says you review it every day or every week and say, okay, what is it that I have to delegate? Go through every section and it's so easy. You don't have to really think about it. You just, okay, do I need, does my website need updates? Like you just look through the list. Okay, yes, I need this, this, this. And then you can go ahead and delegate that off to the you know virtual assistant. Fantastic. And does the virtual assistant typically stay with the same company or would, would the company have multiple or changing VAs? So it really depends on the needs of the client. For example, if we have a client that initially says, you know, I really need someone that can do calls. So we look through our virtual assistants, okay, who has call experience? And we'll assign them a virtual assistant that has call experience. But let's say that there's a specific software that now they want a virtual assistant to manage. And we have a different virtual assistant that really already has that skill, that knowledge of that software, then we we would assign the other virtual assistant to manage that part of it. So a client may have one, two, or a few virtual assistants to do the work. The most important part is that the rate is always the same, right? So whether the client has one or five or whatever it is, it's always the same and the work is always done in an efficient way. Wow. Where do you see this industry going, say in the next five, 10, 20 years? You know, when I think about it, it just seems like a dream where you don't really have to carry the heavy payroll and you could find companies like yours to help manage the busy tasks that, you know, would take maybe someone on your your full-time staff additional time to, to accomplish. Whereas, you know, if I hired your company, we become more efficient and I, I just see it, you know, exploding. And I would just love to get your thoughts on what you're seeing from the inside. Right. So I, I definitely do see a really big increase in, you know, virtual assistant services and more uh, remote work also being done. Um, you know, there's been many studies done that show that working as an employee is not as efficient. A lot of people waste time. A lot of employees waste time while they're at work. They're talking to other coworkers. They're on social media. And this is all on the employer's payroll, right? So this is all time that they're being paid for. 
and they're not really helping the company accomplish their goals. And so when you have a system like how we do, where you can actually track every single thing and have that accountability and where you only get charged for the, you know, the time that the assistant is actually working, then it saves the company a lot of money because when you're working with a, an independent virtual assistant, you don't have to worry about, you know, the vacation pay, you don't have to worry about overtime, you don't have to worry about all of this, you know, uh, social security, uh, taxes, like all of these different things that come with having an employee. Um, you don't have to worry about that. So I do think that, you know, in the future, there's a, a lot more demand in these virtual assistant services that's going to come up. Obviously, I think employees will still be around, you know, for a while. There's specific skills that some, you know, employees do have that maybe a virtual assistant can't have, like coding. Maybe they have coding experience. A virtual assistant, you know, might not be able to do that. Um, but overall, I definitely do see a big increase in in the demand of these services. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Uh, Valeria, uh, what about stickiness as far as when a new client comes aboard and they have a good experience, how is your retention with that client? And are you seeing that client maybe look at things that they may not have even thought of in the beginning that now they're saying, wow, you know what, we could actually use some help in these other areas. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So with some clients, they just want one thing done, usually one or two things done. And as they start to see, okay, you know, I really like this. I like the results. Now I want to add some more on. So the really great thing about the flexibility of our business, what we do is that they can kind of try it out and say, okay, you know, dip their toe, especially for people who don't have a lot of experience delegating work. It's really great to be able to just try it out. And then as they get used to it, okay, let me add some more things that I want to delegate. And that's how they, they get more comfortable and how they start to delegate a lot more work. So it typically does happen that way where they'll say, hey, you know, we just want you to manage our social media. And then next thing you know, well, you know, can you also do some calls for us? Or can you set some appointments for us? Can you update our website? So then it just keeps adding on. Wonderful. Um one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping in, um, a company grow their sales. Mm -hmm. So how would sales play into this as far as working with a virtual assistant to say, increase my sales mm -hmm. um, and, and um, you know, grow our bottom line. Does mm -hmm. that play into this as well? Are you able to help companies grow their sales and can you be an extension of the sales force? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, we work with a lot of different companies. Uh, one of the bigger, I guess, clients that we have are marketing agencies. And so what they have us do is, you know, they generate their own leads. It depends on the company, but uh, many of them already have their own leads. They have, you know, their team um, that closes the sales. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, follow-up processes that come into place with that. So we, we work in conjunction with the sales team to do a lot of the client follow-up, to help do the client onboarding, to, you know, um, 
call and make appointments for the sales team. So we, we set up the appointments for the sales professionals so that they have things in their calendar. So we're definitely working alongside with the sales professionals and helping them, you know, close more clients because like they say, a lot of times you close a client in the follow-up. So sometimes they might not be in the first call, but they have the virtual assistants, you know, continuously calling the leads and just, you know, checking in and making sure that those cells are closed. Yeah. And that nothing falls through the cracks because it's exactly. so easy to happen today, especially when you have a lot of leads being generated. Now, do you use any specific tools as far as a, um, a CRM um, or are you working with the client in whatever environment they have as far as their, um, their sales leads are, are concerned? We work with whatever the client is using. So, you know, there's different clients. They have Pipedrive or HubSpot or, um, you know, a variety of different ones. So whatever they're using, whatever they're most comfortable with, because we don't want to disrupt and have them learn something new, right? So we want to work with what's already working with them and just, you know, boost, boost it up and make it, make it a lot more efficient. Great. So, I can't help but ask you, Valeria, I would love to get into your head a little bit to say, okay, what, what are some of the things you're thinking about as a young entrepreneur? Where do you want to go personally and professionally, um, you know, in your future? Like wh where do you see yourself taking this business or any other business ideas that you may have? Right. Well, I definitely see this business growing a lot more in the next couple of years. You know, we've already grown a lot. Um, we started out in September of last year. And I mean, that's not a long time. It's just about a year now. And it's it's crazy. I mean, the growth that it's, it's really there. So I only see this company continuing to grow. And for myself personally, you know, I, I'm always about trying new things, working on new projects and working smart, being more productive. I do believe in having a balance. So I do see myself, uh, you know, managing over this company, maybe even starting other companies. And, but most importantly, I think it's important to also do the things that you want to do. So travel, I love to travel. And I, I do see myself continuing to travel and, within my travels, you know, continuing to help other companies, other businesses, and just having more of that um, remote lifestyle. So that's what I see for myself. What about young people that may be listening or parents that might be listening that want their, their children to hear? And I'm, I'm talking about, say, kids that are in high school, just starting to think about a career, um, where you were before you actually got to, to where you are right now give them some insights, some tips, some things to think about the benefits of, of being an entrepreneur and the realities of being an entrepreneur. Like, you know, it's not always easy. Sometimes it's easier to take that corporate job, but it may not be as fulfilling. So what would you say to those young people who are, you know, they're, they're just starting to weigh out, what do I do, you know, for my, my career? What do I take in college or, you know, what direction do I go? I think that they should try to learn about as many different topics as possible to figure out what it is that they like. 
And I, I, in all honesty, I would recommend that they would, you know, work in a type of corporate environment, see how they like that, get that experience, because you also get a lot of good, you know, experience. You get to work with managers, you get to see how different systems work. And then you get to think, you know, if I were to own this company, maybe I would change this. So then you get a lot of different ideas based on, you know, your experiences and how to improve those processes. And, and so I would say, you know, think about what it is that you like, you know, learn different things, invest in education and learning about different things. So I spent, I've invested a lot of money in learning new things, new topics. And so I would say definitely invest in learning new things. I would say go into a corporate job and, just see what you like and always have in mind that if you want to be an entrepreneur, that you're continuously thinking about it, but not just thinking about it, but doing little steps and making a business plan or a strategy and actually implementing it once you're ready. Valeria, what about the systems that you have put into place for your business? And maybe you're thinking about some additional systems that you can put into place. Um, talk about the importance of the systems and you, know, you talk about efficiency. That could be one key item, making sure that you have the right technology in place to help your business, even a business managing a business to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think with that, it's a little bit of a try on a trial basis as well. So you have to experience different types of you know, softwares or programs and figure out what works best for you. So um, before we had our dashboard, so before we were just working directly with clients, but we felt, you know, there's a lot of times where our clients, they're asking, you know, what's the progress of this? And instead of having to go back and forth, we thought, you know, we there must be a, a type of system that we can create where it's just so easy to communicate with them, where we're all in the same page, And so it was after realizing, you know, this other way isn't as efficient. What about we try something else where everyone's on the same page? And so we started to look at different types of providers and and different types of systems where, you know, we could have the client see how long it took for the virtual assistant to do a specific task, you know? So it is a, a little bit of trial and, but once you get that system and, and you see the flow, you know, it's something that you can just continue to improve. I think trying out different things is definitely important. I'm so glad you talked about that because it is, I mean, we, we could start off with one thing, but find out, you know, this CRM really doesn't suit us well. Sure. For example, we have um, for several of the courses that we offer, mm-hmm. we use a, an online platform for that. We're finding that it's good but it's really not what we need for our growth. Like it doesn't accommodate all of the things from a user experience that we would really like to see. So now we have to say, okay, we have to make a tough decision here, but we're probably going to have to go to another platform. And, and it, I think it may have been good if we tested it out before we put so much time and effort into it. Now we're, we feel almost like we're stuck, but we still need the better system. Exactly, right. So yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'm continuously looking at 
always have my eye out for new things coming in and new, you know, new CRMs or new things. A lot of them have, you know, free trials. So I'll poke around and say, hmm, do I like this? Oh, you know, I like what I have better. So I'll stick with that or, oh, this is great. You know, I'll try this. I like it. That's great. And I don't mean to turn this session into, um, you know, uh, all about systems, but I do have one last question. If you could, again, we're all about trying to help people through these conversations. So are there any systems that you use that you say, wow, you know, you should be using this. Like, for example, we use Slack. I love Slack. Mm -hmm. um, it's really efficient for, for what we do. Is there anything like that that you may recommend that you're using? Yes. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but uh, there's this uh, type of um, like program or software that is called Zapier. And yes. Zapier just helps you to automate so many different types of tasks. And so it's really nice because sometimes, you know, I'll create posts on LinkedIn, but I also want it to be posted on Facebook. And so instead of having to, you know, do copy paste, copy paste, I'll just have Zapier, you know, post in both places at the same time. And so that saves me a lot of time or my virtual assistants if I have them do it. So I really like Zapier because it's pretty flexible. It integrates with a lot of different types of, you know, websites or programs, Facebook, LinkedIn, so many different places. So it's really helpful. So that's one of the ones that I would say is uh, one that we use and that we recommend. I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing. You just mentioned LinkedIn. That was one of my questions I want to ask. That's how you and I met actually was on LinkedIn. How has LinkedIn um, been as far as contributing to your success and the growth of your organization and, and maybe uh, provide a tip or two for others on how they might be able to utilize LinkedIn to their benefit? LinkedIn is amazing, especially when you are a business that is that has other businesses as clients. So when you're B2B, it really is an amazing place for you to be able to build connections and also find clients. The great thing is that you can actually filter, you know, who it is that you're looking for. So I have Sales Navigator, so the premium version of LinkedIn, and there's just so so many different ways that you can filter out your perfect audience, right? So if you can connect with the right people and build a good network on LinkedIn, you know, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say guaranteed, but we've just seen so much success and we've gotten so many clients just from LinkedIn that I feel that it's a, it's a big opportunity and that a lot of business owners definitely should go out there and use it. Um, and not always, it's not always like, you know, to be salesy or anything like that, but if you can post your content and you have, you know, your, your potential prospects looking at your content continuously, they will start to think about, you know, okay, this is interesting if they are the right prospect, right? And they'll reach out to you. So it's just a really good way to connect with your potential prospects. And it's also free. I mean, if you don't have the premium version, you can still go out and connect with all these people and it's free. You don't have to pay for, you know, connecting with the people and sharing your content with them. So it's a, it's a good way to reach out and, and prospect. 100%. And I even know with the free version, you could still do some searching. So mm -hmm. you could utilize a search tool. There are several different filters 
You could do it, you know, um, by uh, industry, uh, by company. So if you're trying to connect with people within a, a certain organization. So uh, I have also found it to be a, a, a just a tremendous tool. And I appreciate the fact that we met on LinkedIn and that you shared some of your experience there too. So um, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Anything else that you would like to share with our, our listeners? Where can they reach you? What's the best way to reach out if they have a need for a virtual assistant? And um, maybe you could tell us uh, the best uh, way to connect with you. Right. So I would say LinkedIn is a pretty good place uh, to find me. So just search for, my name is a little diff difficult, but uh, Valeria Inocencio. Um, LinkedIn is great. If you're looking for virtual assistant services, just go on our website. It's www.virtualassistantservicesnow.com. And if you want to email me, just valeria at virtualassistantservicesnow.com. Fantastic. Valeria, thank you so much. Welcome to the American Real family. I appreciate you sharing with us today. And I can't wait to watch you and your career uh, prosper. You are a shining star. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we can help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.